You're listening to the Run the Riot podcast, where we talk about all things ultra running. I'm your host, David Terrio, and man, I'm pumped that you are here. Let's see what we can get into today. Hey there, my friends. We got a treat for you today on the podcast, Matt. Finn. Matt, uh, man, I've had the privilege of coaching and working with Matt since October of last year to get him ready for his first 200-mile race. That 200-mile race is the Wild Horse 200 in Wales. It's put on by a race director and past podcast guest. He was on episode 24 and 45, Mr. Reese Jenkins, who I hope to have on soon to talk a little bit more about that race. Um, Man, Matt is an example of what you can accomplish when you put in hard work, when you trust the process, when you just do what you got to do. And he's got a cool accent, you know, from being across the pond. Anyway, you'll love our chat about his life uh, and the process we took to get him to a fourth place finish for his first 200 mile race. So enjoy our conversation with Matt Finn. But first, the Run the Riot podcast is brought to you by the Outlaw Race Series. You need to check these guys out at www.outlaw100.com. There are a ton of races and they're all fantastic. First of all, in January, there's Winter Rock with distances 25K and 12K. In February, the flagship of the Outlaw 100 Race Series, the Outlaw 100 in Wilberton, Oklahoma, with distances from 135 miles all the way down to the 5K. Prairie Spirit in March in Ottawa, Kansas. Distances 100 miles down to 50K. Lake McMurtry in April in Stillwater, Oklahoma. 100K down to 5K. The Greater Roadrunner Trail Run at Roman Nose State Park in Watonga, Oklahoma in May. Distances 4 to 12 miles. And then the Flower Moon in Pawhuska also in May from 50 miles all the way down to 4 miles. Then there's the Dark and Dirty in July in Wilberton, Oklahoma. There's a 50K all the way down to 5K, and you can run trail or gravel. Then there's the Honey Badger 100 also in July. 100 mile and 50 mile. That's a hot one on pavement. Fun. (laughs) Then there's a Flat Rock in Independence, Kansas. Distances 101 mile all the way down to 12K. That's in September. In October, we've got the Kansas Rails to Trails Extravaganza in Ottawa, Kansas. 100 mile all the way down to half marathon. And last but certainly not least, the Thunderbird in Norman, Oklahoma in November. 100K all the way down to 5K. These are great trail runs put on for ultra runners, by ultra runners. Guys, you will get taken care of if you go do these races. You'll get awesome medals, amazing buckles, and some nice swag. Check them out at www.outlaw100.com. Today... On the Run the Riot podcast, across the pond, we got Matt. What's going on, Matt? How you doing? I'm really good, thanks, David. How are you? Oh, doing great, man. It's good to good to see you. We were just talking off the air, and and we hadn't had a chance to really talk since he he just uh, finished the Wild Horse 200. Man, I'm excited to hear about it, brother. I can't wait to get into it. It's, uh, I've got some stories, that's for sure. Sure. <laughs> man you, you you can't you can't run that far without having a few stories <laughs> they, they certainly rack up as you know it's my first 200 and uh yeah uh the stories that's for sure yeah 
Well, so um, so I've had the privilege of of, uh, of of coaching Matt to get him ready for the for the two hundred. But we want to we want to you know want everybody to get to know you a little bit, know a little bit about your background, and you know why you have such a cool accent. Yeah. And uh, so, <laughs> so 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 let's start from the beginning, Matt. You know, like uh, tell everybody where you're from. You know how how old you are, and and uh, and where you live right now. So I'm, I'm 31. Um, I live in in. Wales recently relocated so relocated last year to, to Wales um, but actually if I go right back I, weirdly I was born in Wales um, however I moved away when I was really young uh, my, my dad was in the um, REF so we we traveled around a lot when, when I was young so I was born in Wales and we what, what was your dad in the the REF so Royal Air Force Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Well, you know, it's a different acronym over here, so we got. I got to make sure we know. (laughs) Nice. Okay. Yeah. No. Um. So. So. Yeah. We moved around a lot. So I was born in Wales. Then we we moved to Cyprus, which I don't really remember. I was was a baby, and then um, we wound up living in um, Peterborough, a place called Peterborough, sort of middle England, um, which was good. Grew up there. Okay. Um, And then and then yeah, hopped around a little bit and and found myself um, living in in the Midlands for a while. sort of my mid-twenties, um, which was, yeah, which was good. And then and then me and my partner through lockdown, I think a lot of people had this realisation. We were sort of like, what are we doing here? Where, where should we live? We could go somewhere else. Um, you know, remote working came a thing, so that, that helped my partner. And, and, yeah, we decided just to take the plunge and, and, and relocate. So we, uh, we decided to relocate to Wales sort of mid-2021. Uh, and, yeah, it's been, it's been really good. Nice, nice. So you, 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 good choice, right? Good decision. Oh, it's amazing. Like my house backs right onto a mountain. Um, well, but I'll get onto it. But the wild horse course was actually like wrapped around the valleys of, of where we're living. Uh, so yeah, it's sensational. Yeah. yeah, no regrets. Awesome, awesome. No, that's cool. Well, uh, what kind of work do you do? So I'm, I'm, I'm in uh, vehicle accident repair. So uh, I used to be on the tools actually uh, repairing the cars, but I've taken a step away from that now. And uh, now I've got myself an office job, uh, which is, uh, I think, why I run. I think uh, when when you spend so long sitting down, you need to uh, run off that crazy. So I think that's why I run. Yeah. 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 There's always a story behind why we got to do it. Yeah, exactly. so so uh so man growing up um you know uh what, what kind of were you did you do sports what did you do not really i wasn't um i was actually quite overweight as a child i wasn't say so, so overweight i certainly was in my teenage years um as a child you know family kept, kept me active but in those sort of teenage years when you start making your own decisions and maybe i was making the wrong decisions um sort of um did everything i could to get out of pe isn't it it, it you know, physical education, I don't know if to call it the same, but yeah, PE at school, I did everything I could yeah. to, to get out of that. Um, yeah, d- dodged all those lessons. So uh, again, it's really weird how it wounds up like this. But um, yeah, I didn't really find sort of exercise until really my 20s was, was really when I sort of started doing it for myself. I was thinking of, of joining the military. I didn't in the end, but I was sort of mm-hmm. training towards that for a few years. So built up some fitness and and did a couple of half marathons and yeah, that sort of went down that road, which was which sparked it. But then I had a, I actually had quite a big a big break from that. I um yeah, so I then got injured during that time, so my early twenties. And uh, I say injured, maybe I should have worked through it, you know. But I sort of gave up on on that that military idea and and you know. 
again, made the wrong choices, maybe a little bit, put on some weight, got comfortable and, and, and yeah, went down that road for a bit. So, but yeah, certainly wasn't, wasn't too active, um, growing up. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So you, uh, what kind of injury, uh, what kind of injury did you have? I always uh, like to hear. Yeah. Just you know. uh, pulled, pulled my back. I, you know, I was training for, for okay. the, for the Marines at the time and it was all just pull-ups and all upper body were, yeah. you know, me and the guys that were training with at the time, we were just hammering it and overdoing it and, you know, sort of yeah. live, breathe training and just, yeah, <laughs> bad decisions, I think, but yeah, just overdoing it. It's probably something I could have worked through, but again, um, yeah, just gave up on that and, and went down a different route. So, so what what sparked it for you to start to start running again? I mean, you know, I guess you hear that a lot. Like, especially, you know, a lot of high school athletes or people who are athletes when they're young, some of them will take just take a break, get out of shape, and then something you sparks it or just something makes them decide, like, hey, I, I need to, I need to start doing something. Yeah, so it was. Um... I remember it really well. It was March, even the month. It's crazy. March 2016, I um, just got out of a, a bad relationship. I say bad relationship, an unhealthy relationship. And, you know, I was in a bad bad state, probably mentally and physically. You know, I'd put on quite a little bit of weight and my head was, wasn't was in the game. And, you know, I was I, I couldn't run 5K. It was bad. You know, I, I was in bad shape. Um, so I um, I messaged a local running group and, and said, oh, can I come along? And she was like, yeah, but you need, you need to be able to run 5K. So I was like, right, I'll get myself to the park and I'll best start running 5K. Uh, after a couple of weeks, I was like, right, I think I'm ready to turn up now. So yeah, turned up to a, a local group. And, and you know what? It was great because I think, um, I don't know what it's like over there, but over here, a lot of running groups are very focused on um, sort of, you know, marathons. And, and like, once you're a runner, they're great. But, you know, for getting into it, sometimes it can be quite difficult, especially when you are struggling at, at you know, even like 5K, you know. Um, but yeah, I yeah. got, got really lucky, found, found a group that, that she sort of specialized on taking people that aren't runners to runners, uh, which was just amazing to yeah. click back into. And through there, we, just as a group, we, we, you know, we joined other people at the same sort of level and we went to 10 Ks and then we did a half marathon together. So that was good after, after a couple of years out or quite a few years out, clicked back into a half marathon. Um, and then it, yeah, it just sort of got out of hand from there. Really. <laughs> um, did a couple of half marathons and then, yeah, then the marathon and, and that went well and, and then just sort of focused on improving the marathon time for for a, for a little bit. But yeah, from there, it sort of escalated a, li a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, how, how many, uh, how many marathons did, do, do, did you do before you uh, so I did. started so I uh, dipping only, your toes into deeper? Yeah, I actually only did um, two sort of official ones. So the first one I did was London mm -hmm. Marathon, obviously one of the six majors. Really lucky. Oh, first nice. time I entered on a ballot and, and got in. Um, so I was like, oh, yeah. Nice. yeah, so to train for that, um, really struggled. I mean, I, I didn't hit it well with the weather. It was actually the, the hottest, hottest year on record, um, for, for, for that. <laughs> so it all went out. All my, my plan was sub four and that didn't happen. I've got a picture up the wall up there, actually 441 I did for my first one. Um, but so I was yeah. disappointed, but it, it was what it was. I, I was happy overall. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then got got back into training after that trying to improve it and actually ran a, a couple of marathons on my own just just in training um then ran manchester which was good again going for sub four nice. but hit the wall bad um and ended up doing it i think it was like a 406 or something it certainly wasn't under four but it was close but um yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. didn't get it that time either um 
yeah and then and then from there i i, I just um from there, I started spreading the distance out and, and doing more marathons in training, but started to have eyes on on different things and ultras. So I just I just want everybody to hear because I think it's pretty interesting. Like, so just you did a marathon and 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 then you started like I mean you did another official marathon, but you started doing like marathon distance in training. Yeah. You know, but before you even like totally drank the ultra Kool Aid, you were you were out running. Yeah. In the marathons. Yeah. It was just. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I just had that mindset. I think it was just like, well, I've done it, done it once. I just, you know, didn't really have a training plan either. I think again, maybe a mistake, but because I didn't have a training plan, I was just like, well, the the way to improve this is by keep doing it, <laughs> keep keep yeah, keep yeah. doing it. I'll just yeah, do it just, again. So yeah, yeah, so yeah, just make it a normal thing. Yeah. So um, and and it actually it did help somewhat. I mean, it might not be the best way to go around things, but it certainly um, certainly helped. It certainly gets you comfortable with the distance. Um, it, it becomes yeah. you know somewhat the norm. You know, um, going out for for a few hours, four four hours yeah. or what have you. So so yeah. Yeah. Well, and I have to say, like, even when I started running ultra marathons, when I would use marathons as training, I had a totally different mindset from when I was just doing marathons, you know, like I wasn't intimidated and I wasn't really afraid of hitting the wall too much. So like, like my fastest time where I wasn't even training for a marathon because it was just it was a training marathon and I just went in training for a hundred miler and I was like, yeah, I'm gonna go fast. If I blow up, I blow up. If not, I'll have a fast time and I ended up running my fastest marathon because I just wasn't afraid of it. You know, I just did it, yeah. you know, my, mine's exactly the same. And we'll, you know, my, I, I will get onto it in a minute, but my first ultra that I, that I signed up for was, um, 70 miles. And, um, so during that training block, um, during that training block, I was, I had a marathon on, on the plan and, um, you, you know, you've, you've, you've heard me mention Rich, Rich is a, is a good friend of mine who's actually crewed me for a couple of events, but I said to him, oh, I've got a marathon and I, I fancy uh, dropping the hammer a little bit on it. Do you fancy, uh, biking along and seeing if you can pace me out? So, uh, we went for it and ended up doing a 320 marathon, which is, is my best time today. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm really pleased with that time, but I, you know, I probably need to try and do that officially. Um, but yeah, I mean, Garmin's <laughs> so good these days. I'm, I'm, I'm taking it as a 320 marathon. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's right. It's good. It's official. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's official for Garmin. There you go. There you go. No, that's cool. I, I love that. I love it. So, so uh, you know, people listening, um, your first ultra was 70 miles. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah. You know they may, You know they have 50Ks, right? Yeah, yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah. Even now, and I shouldn't say, and I'm not discouraging anyone who does it, but I was like, 50k i've just done 42k like it's an extra 8k i was like <laughs> i need something a little bit bigger um yeah yeah not knocking anyone who does the 50k of course um but yeah for me i was like i just want to push a little bit a little, little bit further so um yeah over here there was a there's a race called the wall it's um it's really popular uh it's really well supported it's, it's run by one of the, the bigger organizers that we have over here so, uh, quite commercialized really for an ultra um but you know they do a great job and and it, and it gets everyone in you know for, from sort of all abilities and and that's what appealed to me really because it's very geared up that you know you don't have to be a pro to turn up they've got lots of support they've got lots of aid you know everything's like set out really well um so yeah signed up for that um and and now this is where it goes a little bit crazy so during the training for the 70 miler i'd already clicked off my my fastest marathon time um halfway through i said to my partner i think i'm going to sign up for the canal race which is 145 miles and she said 
why don't you just do the 70 miler? And I was like, well, training's going so well. I think I've got the 70 miler done, <laughs> which is probably a little bit arrogant. Um, but I was like, no, I think this 70 mile is good. I think, I think this 145 would be really good. She was like, when is it? I was like, someone signed up for more than, more than double. I know. She, she was like, okay, when is it? And I said, uh, it's two months after the 70. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so that was uh, the plan. That happened. It was through lockdown, and I think I was very fortunate, actually, taking lockdown as a positive. You know, it was so easy to train, you know. Uh, I think I mentioned that to yeah. you in, in our block, and we get on to that. But it was so easy to train. You know, work was was either quiet or I was, or I was working from, from home. Uh, as much as I love my family and friends, there was, there was no family and friend visiting on the weekends. So, like, I could guilt-free yeah, go yeah. out, you know, for a long run. There was just time. We just had so much time, you know, to, to do everything. So I think the training was going so well. I was like, do you know what? I can up training and I, and I can like spread training out to, to do this. Um, so, yeah, so I signed up for that. So so then I had two ultras to train for and I hadn't, the furthest I'd run was, was a marathon. Um, so, so, yeah, it was a lot going on. So she she uh so she was cool with it then I mean like did, I mean evidently she are you just or did you just kind of say you know I'm just gonna do it no, <laughs> no my partner's great she she supports me in, in yeah. whatever I want to do don't That's get me great. wrong she has some um you know like all caring partners you know she's a little bit concerned sometimes you know when I said the 200 <laughs> she was like uh really like that's a long way I don't know if it's a good idea or like no no i can do it don't worry uh so yeah she's caring but she's ultimately supportive so, so it's it, it's all good well so so i want i want to point this out for people that are listening though so because you know as you probably know i my first ultra was a hundred miler however like you know you signed up for a 70 miler and a 145 miler but you were putting the work in. It's not yeah. like you were, you know, you, you, you weren't um, just saying, ah, I'm just going to do whatever and show up. Like you were, you were out there training, yeah. putting some miles in yeah, I, and putting in the work. Yeah. I was working with, um, I forget the timelines a little bit, but I was working with a coach around that time. I don't, I think I might've committed yeah. to the coach when I signed for the 145. I think I can't remember exactly. I yeah. think I did. Um, but yeah. it was around that time. So I had a structured plan. You know, I was I was banking close to 200 miles a month, not quite um, sort of just less than 200 was working well for me. Um, but yeah. yeah, I was doing I was doing very structured training, you know, my weight, yeah. you know, my diet was in a good place. Um, so, yeah, I, I was in a good yeah. place to, to do it. And I was putting a lot of hours and, and working. Yeah. So, so, and I just want to point that out because it's, it's, it's crazy, but it's calculated crazy, you know, like you're, you thought through it, you knew your training was going to have to be, you know, on point and you, you weren't afraid to put the time in and you were in a place where you could put the time in and the miles in and healthy and everything else. So, um, so, you know, where, whereas it, it, it pushed you and stretched you, it was, you know, it was calculated. I think that's like you said, it's really important to, to look at the goal and think, is it achievable? Have I got enough time for, for this training plan? Um, and providing you have, yeah, yeah. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so let's, so, so, so the, uh, you, you have the first one, the 70 miler, uh, I, I'm looking at, I'm looking at your result right there. So, but I'll let you tell. So how, how'd it go and, uh, how'd you end up? Yeah. So really well, um, felt good throughout. Um, I, you know, oh, again, I'd put the work in. I was, I was going into it in a really good place. I was, I was really fit. Um, 
really just just cruised it really without again without sounding i don't want to come across arrogant at all but just felt really really comfortable um i recall sort of being in the first 15 miles and um i was running a, I, I caught up to a couple of guys um and you know they were like oh i didn't even realize you were there I, we can't even hear you breathing and i was like oh no i'm feeling good you know we're only 15 miles in and you know i'm just taking it easy and and they were like, yeah, you're looking yeah. strong. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I feel all right. And, and I just sort of kicked on with that. And, you know, you know, when I'm running up, because we'll get onto that, but I like voice clips. So I, I voice clipped my, my family and I was like, hey, I've just overtook some people and they, they say I look really good. So this is good. I'm going to keep on going. And um, yeah, just just kept working, working my way through the pack. I didn't really know where I was. And then all of a sudden I found myself yeah. somewhat at the front um, with a couple of other people and we were sort of, you know, discussing that we must be sort of floating in the top five, but we didn't really know what that meant in terms of position because it was a mass start. So there was like staggered start. So your chip time could have, could have varied massively oh, okay, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. Depending where you started, of course. Um, but yeah, then worked my way up and, and just went through all the aid stations and, and, you know, my friend Rich, who uh, I'll shout out to again, he, he crewed me for that one. Although I didn't need crew, we, we were actually using it to practice for the, the canal race, the 145 that he decided to crew me on. Yeah. So we're like, come along to this one. We'll get the feel for it. We'll understand what, what goes on and, and how it works. So I rocked into to the A stations and in and out very quick, turned it around. And then, yeah, got got to the fin got heading up to the finish line and the last checkpoint and, and rich said you're in third mate you're in third just just hold it so yeah got over the line and um yeah i came third on my first ultra and i was like well this is crazy like what's just happened <laughs> that's awesome so the guy who, who who came first was there and the the gal who uh, came second she we all got together and, and did a photo and then what i realized is i just said to you the chip times didn't necessarily mean I was third because people could have started at different times. So I've just had this photo yeah. and then I've gone away going, I might not be third. I might have just taken this photo. Yeah. I, but luckily I, right. when the results came out, I can't remember it now, but I think I was third by about a few minutes. It wasn't a lot, but yeah, I, I came third. So, oh man, that's yeah, crazy. I was really happy. Was it uh, was it uh, normally a staggered time race uh, where they started staggered, or or was it because of COVID? Uh, yeah, I don't from memory. I don't think it was COVID. I think it's just because it's such a popular event. Because it, it, when I said it, it's okay. quite commercial, it, it, there was a lot of runners. Um, so I think yeah. it's just really we all started at the same time. But to get through the starting gate and everything else, I think really yeah. if you go, if I was to do that okay. again, I got you. I would have started further you. back, and then you could have worked through the path, yeah. and then know you're at the front where i think i started yeah. sort of you know further up so yeah just a mass start that's what it was yeah yeah no that's cool man what a, what a cool uh first experience uh in an ultra this one was this one uh, a pretty flat one no it was um it was okay yeah it was along adrian's wall i don't know if you've heard of that but it was from it goes across the, across the uk um so okay. it's from carlisle to to newcastle um but yeah it certainly wasn't flat it wasn't loads of elevation okay. but yeah not flat <laughs> some decent hills in there okay well as opposed to your the next one so so you you, you get through that when you're doing well but but you've got to recover quickly continue training because in two months you've got 145 miles so when you finished it though did you 
you know, this is your first time running that kind of distance. Did your how did you feel? I mean, did you did you recover pretty quickly? Did you you know were you hurting? Did you limping? <laughs> uh, no, no, I felt no, I felt good. I wasn't injured. Um, a lot more tired than I thought, and being open. I think in the in the period between this race and the canal race, I was questioning a lot whether I took on too much with with two close together. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I was just. I was just tired, um, and not just physically tired, but like mentally tired with the training plan. And I think by this point, you know, work had kicked back in a little bit more, and it was like the juggling of life. Yeah. And I think, and also, it's daunting running your first 145 mile race. So I think just just everything, <laughs> just a little, yeah. <laughs> I think it just. Um, I thought a lot going into it. I was like, Do you know what, I want to get this this race done, and I'm looking forward to it, but. I was also ready for a rest because I felt like I'd put myself through a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's important too. I mean, uh, you don't think about it when you're, when you're feeling good, but the, the mental, you've got to be engaged in your training and, and when, you know, it's hard to stay mentally focused when your body's tired. Um, and you've got to, you got to keep moving. Yeah. You know, it's when you're feeling good, it's hard to prepare to feel bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. So, um, so yeah, that, that, that was difficult. I mean, I finished it, finished it strong, but yeah, I was, I was, it was, it was, I just remember it being a weird time between those two races where I was like excited to do it, but I was nervous and I was feeling tired and I was, you know, yeah. doubting whether I'd done the right thing, taking on both, but yeah. 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 Well, 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 let's, let's, let's talk about it now. So you go into 145 miler, um, you know, this one's, this one's a different kind of race a little bit. Uh, how, how big, what's, what's the name of it and how big is it? So it's, it, so the, the race company, um, put three, three on, they have one that's really popular, which is, um, from Birmingham to London, um, on the, on the Grand Union Canal. And that's like ballot entry and it's quite popular, max, you know, hundred, hundred entries max. They're all only a hundred entries from, from what I recall, but that okay. one's, that one's a ballot entry. It's really popular. That's also 145 miles. Then they have Clark, which is the Kennet and Avon Canal race, which is the one I did, which is from London to Bristol. Um, and then they also have a, a third one in the series, which is from, Liverpool to Leeds which is 130 miles um so but it's not it's not a big event it's not it's not sort of over commercialized it's very cheap they're not for profit so uh, it's not expensive to enter um there's two options you know you can either have the the race support you or you can have your own crew um I opted for for my own crew a little bit cheaper again because you know you're not using their facilities so it means when you roll into the A stations if you've got your own crew you know and you paid less you don't you don't get their food you get the drinks and the water and things but they do it very they keep yeah. the cost down and, and it's like one way or the other um yeah so yeah. so yeah yeah it's it's a lot different from from some of the other races but it, it's a great event and obviously like everyone the, the race directors and everyone all, all the people that are crewing you to get you through it a, a, a fantastic really good atmosphere that that's i've never heard of that concept though uh i've never heard of a race doing that where i guess you have a different marking on your bib or something when you come in whether you you have your own crew or not yeah i can't remember how they did it but yeah we were i think it might yeah. have been odds and evens i can't remember but there was a there was a way they they identified us um and yeah that it, okay. it worked well it worked well 
Well, what an interest because because there are a lot of races where you know some people just they just rely on their crew and you know they they pay the same as everybody else. So yeah. that that's an interesting uh, interesting thing to throw in there, you know, to let people just be supported by themselves and and pay less, you know, yeah. save some money, and you got a crew there anyway. You can put all your efforts toward the food you want. Um, speaking of how okay you've uh at this point you haven't done any races um you haven't you hadn't been in the united states and done any races over here or anything yet huh no I, i'd love no. to i don't know if I, I don't know when i'll uh, get chance to but i'd love to i know i'd love to get you over here man but so so what kind of what kind of things do you guys have at the aid stations because i've heard some pretty funny stuff with uh scott jenkins and uh because yeah. he's done both and, and he's, <laughs> he's yeah. so what kind of stuff you guys have at your aid stations man so um typically it's it's not like what I've heard that, um, over there. It's we have like uh, pot noodles. Do you have those over there? Like some like noodle pots. So you just add water and, and stir in. Yeah, like some ramen noodle type. Yeah, stuff that or... sort of that sort of thing. Uh, yeah, a lot of noodles. We'll have that at night. Yeah. Um, I mean the canal race. I actually crewed on on the one after I complete completed it. So I got to look at what food they were offering, and and it was like boiled potatoes in a tin. Uh, okay. cooked on a camping stove okay. which was have, which was fine um we have some of that yeah yeah but it was but and, then, like, and then just like about like chips um yeah crisps yeah we call them crisps but yeah yeah crisps um okay. <laughs> yeah yeah um and then and then just like not the best not the most healthy just like sweets you know they do have some fruit okay. um biscuits cookies but the hot selection isn't isn't normally that big it, it's quite a lot of just i suppose just add water and anything that sort of add, adds yeah, hot water yeah. that's that's about it nothing extravagant well that's i mean it sounds pretty similar to uh you know because especially especially like you know um the shorter ultra distances you know a lot of chips m&ms candies gummies yeah and stuff like that and then at night for like especially 100 milers they'll break out the soups and yeah. um you know like ramen soup some broth sometimes vet you know some vegan options and stuff so so you know sounds pretty pretty similar and uh you know just a bunch of trash yeah <laughs> a it, lot of trash. it is that that's why i often um that's why i'm lucky that i can get my own crew sometimes because i just don't fancy like a lot of the things that are out there like i very very rarely want to eat that sort of stuff yeah yeah you know I, so uh so no, go, so so you, so for this one forty five, you, you end up getting your you know your your own crew. You're going to do it that way. What kind of um, because this is your first time doing that distance. I mean, you skipped the hundred yeah. <laughs> altogether and went to one forty five. What was your plan as far as as your nutrition? Like, what were you drinking? What were you eating? So at the time, I I had gone to um, low carb diet. So I was doing low carb, high fat mm -hmm. going into it, uh, which was working well. Yep. Um, it was working great for for the running side of it, but it wasn't good for for the rest of my life, which I've given up now. But it, it was working great for me for, for the running side of it. And but saying that, when when on race day, I was having a mixture of foods, like I think a lot of people do, even even then. But right up until the event, low carb, even the night before, it was just you know high fats, meat, and and that was it, protein. And then on race day. Um, it worked well and i got through because it, it it took me 32 hours so it wasn't too long um but i didn't really eat anything overly substantial i i snacked a lot which i probably i've changed now a few years on from running more i've changed that a little bit mm -hmm. whereas i was eating a lot of like um sausage rolls like pastry and, and sausage and and pork pies 
again, pastry and meat. Um, yeah. and, and suppose more, again, junk, but like that sort of savory snacks just to keep me going through. I had, a, I think I did have like a pasta pot again, just add water and it was like a, a bit of pasta at the night, but I didn't really eat anything overly substantial like meal wise um it was just sort of regularly taking carbs in and i, re I recalled having um cliff blocks you know the, the gels uh, like the gums yep i had a lot of those yeah, yeah again i i use them in training now my shorter runs but i've moved away from them on on day events i try and stick to, to solid food but again that's all part of learning but yeah for, for the for the 145 that's what i was really doing is is a lot of just quick carbs and and that sort of yeah yeah food what what was the uh, what were you doing for uh, for your electrolytes? So I was yeah. taking so I had a um, I can't think of the brand now. Uh, High five! It was um, drink with electrolytes in it, and I was also it was I got some salt tabs um, purely because the weather spiked. We, we knew it was going to be hot, so I, I took uh, salt tabs, um, and that was it. Yeah, just a just a sort of a generic electrolyte high five drink and sports tabs and, and got me through. Yeah. Um, so what was your, you, you know, your first 145 miler, your, your game plan going in. Cause you, you, there's a lot of unknown there and we'll talk about that again with 200 miles, but there's a lot of unknown. So what was your game plan as far as, as you know, you, okay. So you you got your crew, you need your crew. And uh, as far as, you know, pacing, figuring out, I mean, you got to have a kind of a generic plan on, on when he's going to meet you and, and all that stuff. So what was your plan going in and, and how much of that, how did, how well did it work? How well did you, were you able to stick to it? So I made sure, um, well, so I actually had a really detailed plan and I, I, I spent, I spent a couple of days or probably over a week building this con you know plan and i had my target times where i wanted to be all the aid stations other meeting points that that would be good um and then i think i've told you this before but i was listening to 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 your podcast and you recommended a book and i need to have a look i can't remember the name i want is it turning right i think um i think so yeah and i listened to that audio book and it's basically saying don't get in the routine because if you get into too much routine and you're running, uh, I'm paraphrasing here, but you know, you limit yourself effectively. Um, and I got that in my head because you know, it, the, the logic being, if you make a plan, what if you're feeling better and you can run faster, you're just going to limit yourself. Yeah. And what if you make a plan and then you're actually feeling rubbish, but you're so caught on feeling the plan that you're just going to burn out. So that was all going through my head. So I ripped all the target times up and I just gave, <laughs> I just gave uh, my crew the aid stations. I was like, I don't know about times, but that's where I'll be. Um, but there was just, just wait for me, yeah. figure it out. <laughs> but, but just to add to it, there was no tracking. I didn't have a tracker on the uh, 145. So my, my poor crew, oh, we just messed. We actually managed really well. I just voice clipped him and was like, this is where I am. And, and, it, and it worked really well. But yeah, but yeah no, no real plan. It was like, it's something that I've learned and I've stuck to since then is I try and um, just try and go by the field a, a lot more. I do have a plan. I think about things a lot and think of different scenarios. Um, mm -hmm. So I like to have sort of every scenario covered in my head, but I don't sort of write too much down because, yeah, I like just to think, oh, I thought of this, this will happen. I thought of this, I'll go this way. And yeah, and yeah, it worked really well. That, that, that And that's interesting too. So kind of, kind of like, going into a, a long distance like like 145 miles without having you know even you know taking a large jump like that but it's but it's a calculated step well you're also 
you don't know how your body's going to respond. You don't know how fast you can run 145 miles because you haven't done it. And so it's, you're, you've, you've calculate, you've actually made calculations, you know, you kind of know what you're going to try and do, but you're not, you're not limiting yourself or you're not pushing yourself too hard. You got to see what, what your body gives you on that day. And, and, and it's, and we, even as, as a coach, you know, we try to prepare, you know, people for that distance and everything else, but you know, you don't know exactly what the temperatures are going to be that day. You don't, you know, you, well, for the 200, you got to train on the course a bit, but if you haven't been there, you just don't know. And there's so many unknowns. So you try to just be prepared for as much as you can. And, and, and like, I, uh, I'm trying to remember his first name on the, the book, uh, Kai, but he talked about how he always turned, turned right. I think when he would leave the door to, to, to train and one day he decided to turn left or something like that. And, and he just talked about changing things up, but you got to be ready to pivot. And so that that's, if you hold too fast to a plan, that's not good for that day. It's not good. It could end up ruining your race. Yeah, exactly that. And yeah, and that, that, that was exactly what, what he was saying in that book is, is I think someone else made him turn left or took him training. And it was just that thing about, Oh, this has opened yeah. up so much more. Um, so yeah, it, it works so well for me, and it's something that, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll continue doing. Yeah, yeah, and and so the benefit of of that is another another podium finish, right? Yeah. So that it that was just absolutely blew me away. So again, I knew I trained well for it, and same thing happens. You know, we're progressing through the race. I, I don't go off. I don't go off quick on on any race. It's not my style. Um, so I was going nice and slow. You know chatting away with with a friend that i'd sort of met um in training and um yeah and then the latter stages i started uh, overtaking a few people and 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 i thought well this is you know this is going well and then rich was like you're you're in third and i was like oh how is this what's going on and uh he was like now i gotta push, yeah, now I gotta push. <laughs> and then i i went through through one stage and um oh it was awful this one stage i uh my my phone died my uh watch died uh and and don't get me wrong navigation shouldn't have been difficult you're following a canal so there's just a you, you, should, a canal, you should be yeah. following it but you know you're tired i think you know i was 100 and 110 miles in and i was tired and everything had died and i remember saying to to, to a, a random walker as a you know going past me i was like have you seen an aid station she was like what's an aid station i was like oh don't worry you don't understand <laughs> and then i just carried on walking and i was like <laughs> and then i got to this um this aid station and um rich was like you're you're in third you're doing great and i was like do you know what i'm gonna finish this but i can't keep up this pace like everything's died like i'm just i'm in a bad place my you know my quads were hurting and then fourth place rolled in and um i still wasn't bothered i was like yeah let him have it and then he pointed at me and said, uh, oh, I think I'm, I think I'm going to get third place. And something just ignited in me. And I said to Rich, we're going for third. Like, this isn't happening. This is not happening. <laughs> and Rich reminds me of that all the time. He's like, I just can't believe how quick you switched it on. Um, but something just, and isn't it, and I, and I sort of try and think of that moment a lot because um, you can switch it on when you need to. So you need to make sure that you can switch yeah. it on without someone else, like, you know, making you switch it on. So now I try and make sure I, I remember that moment. And if I'm if I'm feeling like I can't, I try and think of that moment. But um, so yeah. So then it was we were toing and froing for for the last sort of twenty miles. Me and this other this other guy. I kept going wrong. He had um 
he had a pacer. Oh, they, actually, they don't allow pacers. Mm. The, the person's not allowed in front of you. They're, they're a buddy runner. That's all they're allowed to do. So they're not allowed okay. to sort of go in front of you and just try and like drag you along. They have to just stay by your side. Yeah. But anyway, he had this this person that was, that was obviously helping him with, with navigation and, and, and what have you. I kept going wrong and I'd be like, oh, where I'm in front. And then next thing you know, I'd be back out and they'd be in front of me again. I'd be like, oh no. And then I'd go again, I'd get back in front and then I'd go wrong and then they'd be back in front. And then with like a mile, <laughs> with a mile to go, I popped out and then the last mile was signposted. And I was like, perfect. So I just dropped the hammer, I just dropped the hammer. I brought it in at like, uh, I think it was about an 8.30 minute mile, you know, after 145 miles. Nice. Came, came, what felt like a sprint, came sprinting in and, and yeah, then it, then it was great. You know, my friend that I spoke about earlier uh, in running, he came second. So he was there. He just, he had finished like an hour before. So he was there high-fiving me, you know, Rich was there, my, my missus, you know, Lucy was there. It was just great. Yeah, it, was, it, was, it was insane. And then, the, and then fourth place guy, he came over, I think only two minutes behind me or something. And then, yeah, we, 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 oh, we shared a handshake and, and stuff. And yeah, it was good. It was good. That, okay, so I, I, this is funny because I just had a I had a um, a call with uh, with one of our runners who's going to be racing um, next weekend, and we were just talking. And isn't it amazing how you're like in that moment you were at the aid station there, nothing like physically nothing changed, but when when that runner pointed and said, "I think I'm going to get third, something clicked. And it was, it's a mental thing. It's like, if we could just learn to tap into that, like you said, all the time, because, you know, we can all, we can be dead tired and, and find a way to sprint into the finish. Yeah. But like, where was that? You know, like five miles or 10 miles ago when I was about to die, you know, it's funny. You said your watch died, your phone died. You felt like you were dying. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And, Cause that was the thing silly my watch died my phone died i started walking i don't i don't know why i wasn't still jogging but it was just like i was just i think yeah. i was just sort of deflated and i think you know yeah something i do struggle with in, and within races is when i get tired and i get later onto the stages i get i don't want to say super paranoid but i certainly get paranoid about navigation and making the wrong choice so if i if like when my watch died i, th yeah. I think i then walk because i'm like oh, i don't want to run in the wrong direction i'd be better to walk in the wrong direction yeah, yeah. than run in the wrong direction <laughs> um which is, is, yeah, is yeah. something i need to work on because as soon as i get paranoid I, I, my pace really drops when whenever i start doubting the direction um and that's certainly what happened through yeah. that stage but yeah when when that guy came in yeah it just fired me up and yeah strange so that's good. Yeah, either work, work on that mentally or carry a battery pack. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's what I need to do. Yeah. Uh, so, so you, man, you did that, and then uh, you know, great accomplishment. You know, especially, I mean, you're 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 still fa fairly new to ultra running, and then you're 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 going in and you're killing these races, and and uh, and you decide, I w I want to run two hundred miles. Yeah. <laughs> So, so this was a strange one. So I finished, and, and as I said to you, between the 17 and the 145, I knew I needed a, a bit of a break, and I certainly did that. I took yeah, yeah. took a little bit of time off after the race uh, and, and just sort of kicked back, and I, did, I didn't really think about it too much for a while. And then mm -hmm. and then I don't know where I saw it. It must have just been Instagram because I was following uh, Reese Jenkins for a while, the race director of, of Wild Horse. I'd been following him on Insta. He had done the, the canal race before. So... Anyway, I saw saw Wild Horse and it and it sparked something, and I kept looking at it. And then a week later, I'd go back on the website and I was like, "Do you know what? 
I've got to do this. It's in Wales. I'm moving to Wales. Yeah. So this this is this has got to happen. So I um so I booked it. So I booked the the I actually booked the Mid Wales um Wild Horse for 2022. Um so the, oh, it was 2021, just finished the canal race, knew we were moving to Wales, uh, but hadn't moved yet. So I booked it and I thought that'll be good. I'll be there next year. I'll be in Wales somewhere, mid Wales for the race. That'll work. And then come January 2022, I'd relocated to Wales, just started a new job. And with by sort of February, I was like, I realised this wasn't realistic. I was trying, but I was still commuting back to the Midlands because yeah. we still had a house in the Midlands. We had a flat in, in the new city. I had a new job and it was just, it was all too much. So I... Um, so I contacted Reese and was like, look, mate, you know, I need to I need to knock this on the head this year. It's just can't get it all done. Uh can I move it to next year? And he was he was great about it. He moved it, no problem. Um so and at that point I now knew where I was in Wales. So I booked onto the uh Wild Horse South Wales. So perfect. Yeah. Um so yeah, that yeah. was it. So it was booked and now this time I was now living in South Wales had a race in South Wales. It was a year away. I was in a good place. So then it was just a case of, of getting the training sorted. Um, but it was I was fairly fairly relaxed through 2022, really. Uh, the first half of the year, just focused on the house move, really. Didn't, kept kept running. If I look back at through Garmin, I think I was sort of always doing over 100 miles a month. Um, so keeping my sort of, yeah. you know, toes in the water, so to speak, but certainly not training at a high level. Um, and then I think, when did when did I reach out to you? Did we start speaking in October, November? I think it was October. Let's see. I, I actually called it. I got a, a email from you in September of 2022. Oh, there you yeah. go then. So that's uh, so probably and we probably started and started in October. Yeah, yeah. So we yeah. So um. So yeah, I was thinking at that point. I was now in actually moved from the first flat that I first got when we relocated to to the forever home. We bought that, so we we're in a good place. Um. So, so yeah, so then I reached out and, and we started to get some ideas on, on training. Nice, nice. Yeah, and, and I want to point out because a lot of, and I'm talking about me personally and I hear other people, a lot of people are afraid to take take time off or take a season of, of rest. Um, and sometimes sometimes life just requires it. You know, we, we, we have a finite number of, of hours in a day, of days in a week, a finite you know, we, when we have family, um, people that, that rely upon us, I mean, it's okay sometimes to take a season of, of rest. And, you know, like that was wise of you to say, you know, I just, we're making these transitions and, and I've got to do this probably not only for your, 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 uh, your relationship with the missus, <laughs> but, but also for your sanity, dude. I mean, you know, you can go crazy trying to get all kind of stuff done, train for a 200 miler with all that going on. And, uh, and that's okay. And, and, uh, I, you know, I think that probably set you up for better success, uh, for your two, for this 200 miler. Um, I think, it, yeah, I think it definitely I think did. I think for me, and look, everyone, everyone's different. Everyone's got different goals going into, into a race. But my big thing when I, when I enter these races is I want to be fit enough to enjoy it. You know, the, the position comes with that because you tend to be fit enough, but I, I want to go into a race and I want to be able to enjoy it and, you know, take in yeah. the scenery and try it and just in, enjoy, enjoy the time that you spend in running. What I don't want to do is, you know, be in the pain cave after the marathon, the first, you know, the first 25, yeah. 26 miles, and then just hang out in the pain cave, the whole race. Like, yeah, you can dip in and out of the pain cave, but you don't want to be in it for the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. 
So, so that's a, that's my big goal, and that's what motivates me to train. Is that I want to I want to enjoy the events that I do, and actually, you know, because you know, what's the point? And I, I bring that back a lot. You know, what's the point if you don't enjoy it? You've got you've got to enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, uh, so you reached out to me, and uh, and we decided, all right, let's 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 do it. Let's get you let's get you trained up uh, for two hundred miles. And and I'm just gonna say, you know, um, training you you did you did fantastic. I mean, you you were um, very diligent about what you did. We had to make some changes here and there because life happens. Uh, there were some, there were some hiccups, you know, I think there were some sickness and a few different things, yeah. but, but, uh, but you were, you, you, you did the training, you put the work in. Yeah. I think that's a big thing for, for anyone who's doing it is when you're in it and you know, I'm hundred percent guilty of it, but when you're in it, you, you feel like, Oh, I'm sick again, or I'm, you know, I'm ill again, or something else has cropped up. And sometimes it feels like there's one thing after another, but inevitably, if you just keep showing up, you know, the results come, yeah. um, you know, if you, if you start the training yeah. plan at the right time, you know, 16, 20 weeks out, whatever you choose, providing you start it at the right time, there's time in that for sickness and a little bit of injury and, you know, a little bit of everything, you know, there's time yeah. as long as you just, just crack on with it and, you know, and honest to yourself and, you know, you make sure you run when you can run and, you know, the difference between, yeah. you know, laziness and sickness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, well, and, and and so, you know, just just kudos to you. And it, 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 it's easy for me, like when we're discussing the race, because a lot, you know, we've talked a lot, a lot of this, a lot of it's mental, but before the race and you, you knew you had put the time in, but it was also important for me to be able to say, let's look at, you know, let's look at your training, look at all that you've done, you know, look at how all these big training blocks, you know, these weekends you put in and, and you pretty, pretty uh, beneficial. You got to do some training on parts of the course because it's, you know, near you and you put some, some nice training weekends in. And I was able to show you that to give you the comp, you know, like, you know, we, remind you of that like dude look what you've done and uh i think a big uh a big plus was when um reese uh you met up with him and uh he he said you know he'd heard all that you were doing he's like dude you're he's like you're done he's like something like that he told you yeah he told me he was like uh oh you're i think he phoned phoned me we had done a training run together and he phoned me and and this is something about wild horse if anyone gets to do it um Reese is just a next level of race director. He phones you like during training. He actually phoned me through the race, which we'll get That's to in cool. a minute. But he phoned me. Um, ju- <laughs> okay. He phoned me during training um, just to just to check in, just to say everything going all right. Have you got everything you need? Have you got any questions? And then he said, "Look, I've seen what you've been doing on on Strava." He said, "You're done. You know, you just stay injury free now." And and I've ended that call going. I've got a 50 miler this weekend. I'm not done yet. (laughs) (laughs) And then, and then I got that done. And then I was like, now I'm done. Now I just stay injury free. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) So cool. So cool. Yeah. And, and and so that, but that, that, that gives you that, that confidence, you know, that, Hey man, I really did put the work in and, and it was even validated. And so how, how different, um, how different was our training? You know, was your training for this compared to your 145 miler? So I think, Obviously, it was it was harder in the time aspect. Um, I think the coaching style was different as well. I think I felt the, the first time I did very strict three weeks on and then like a week completely off, almost like D-low, like no plan. Whereas I found this mm. um, more consistent. So it was the three weeks definitely where it was more focused, but then even the, the rest week or the D-load week was, was still very structured, which... I think proved dividends and paid off tenfold in the training. 
I think mentally I found it harder. Um, but then I think it was also because I had work, I had more more life, you know, yeah. things going on. You know, we just bought, bought a house. Um, it needs loads of work. It's a project house. So I was trying to balance like the new house, giving enough time to that. Um, luckily, Lucy respected the run and she was like, <laughs> But I did have to make some promises that after the run, I will give you some more time. So uh, I've got to honor right. that. There you go. Um, but yeah, a smart man. I, did, I, did, I did find it a little bit. Oh, I know. I did find this training block a lot harder, without a doubt. Um, mm -hmm. Mentally, just because, you know, new job, my commute's now slightly longer. So getting up in the morning, I had to, you know, we, we juggled that around a little bit. Because going into it, I remember writing on email and going, you know, my feedback from my first uh, training coach was that you know I never miss a workout and I was very much the same where now I was struggling to hit all the workouts because you know life was cropping yeah. in the way and that was that was difficult for me mentally because I like just I like seeing it on a spreadsheet ticking it off and then knowing yeah. I've banked it so yeah it, it was difficult yeah. but um yeah it was it was it was worth it because the, the fitness was coming every time I did a long run the fitness was there every time I went out on the mountain the, the, the strength was there so it all clicked together which which motivated me yeah. to keep going uh even when it was tough I knew the results were happening I could see the results happening so yeah sometimes you just got to suck it up you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and, but you know just and I just I just want everybody to hear that though. You put the work in and, and, you know, and, and built into the, the plan is, you know, life is going to happen and some things. So, you know, if you miss here or there because you have to, not because you want to, yeah. but because you have to, you know, you can pick up where you left off and, and, and keep, keep on going. And I just, you, um, I know there were a couple of times I, I, I read between the lines in your messages. Um, I could tell you were when you were ready for that rest, for that deload week, yeah. you know, that lower, uh, <laughs> lower mileage week. I was like, my boy is tired, but you, but, but you should be yeah. because we overload and then, you know, you gotta, you gotta rest for, you know, get your body to recover a little bit. And then we overload you again. Yeah, <laughs> those adaptions happening. Uh, yeah, I think, I think, the, I think the thing for me as well is it's interesting this time it has become more in tune with my body is it's an interesting dynamic because there's a lot more feedback from from me uh because i know when i'm ready for a rest you know i'm someone that's, yeah. that i am quite tough on myself so if i say i'm ready for a rest it's because i need a rest um <laughs> You're ready for a rest, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and i think i think you, you need to know your style. Some people need a coach because, you know, you're not as motivated and that's cool if that's what you're, you're after mm -hmm. as a coach. I think for me, I've got the motivation. I will push myself if I've got the time. You know, I make the time. I, I do push myself to the sort of the limits of squeezing what I can in my day. Um, but the, you know, my motivation for the coach is, is to, to have the structured plan to know that I'm hitting the right things because mm. I think I get close, but I think for me, it's confidence on race day. It's confidence that I've done the right things at yeah. the right time. That's, that's, that's what yeah. I, I like from, from coaching. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. What if I should have done an, another weekend or, or whatever, yeah. you know, you, you always, it, you know, ask, is this 50 miles yeah. too close to, so, to, to, to it and where, where you've got that other person just to bounce that idea off? Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, so you did a, um, you know, we, we did, we did some, some zooms and talks getting, getting you ready, uh, you know, or are you, but you did, you did so much of your legwork getting ready for the race. You know, you, you knew the area, uh, you knew the terrain and, um, you know, had planned out how, how it was going to go down, where your crew was going to meet you and everything else. And I just have to say, you know, cause I've, 
I would have loved to have been there. I would have loved to have been able to see you cross the finish line and everything. However, it was cool. Uh, he made he made a mention to it earlier about um, about leaving messages. So he has he had a WhatsApp group with family and, and crew and everything. And so he's out there on the trail. Uh, leaving messages, telling what's going on, and then some of them that he wouldn't do to the whole family, he would do just to me. So it was kind of, I was fun, man. I was watching your dot on the on, you know, and then to be able to get feedback from you, that was really cool. I, I like that. Yeah. You just, I, and it's not a secret, so I'm going to wind you up. But you're the only person that knows that I messaged you. Actually, Rich knows that I messaged you <laughs> without telling the family because. Okay. So, so David was in the in the fact <laughs> it, it was in the main group, so that had my crew in it. Rich, who was solely crewed, may I say, not not loads of people, just rich in a van, and then rich, rich. and then it had all my, well, not yeah, a lot of my close family in it who were you know monitoring and wanted the updates. So I would voice clip and I'd say, you know, I'm feeling good or I'm feeling bad, mainly feeling good in that one. And then I'd some, you know, yeah. David put in there, you put in, what did you say? Uh, keep smiling, and I just voice clipped you separately, going, it's really hard to smile. My Achilles is killing me. My feet hurt. <laughs> I, and then and then we had a conversation how to overcome that yeah which, which was good i mean it was good because yeah you don't want your family to worry too much it was exactly uh, that, and I, that was was, like, yeah. I think that was that was smart yeah i did yeah i didn't i didn't want my mom to my mom and, and lucy to worry um so so yeah it was it was it was good and again the the benefits of having someone like yourself was was great because it sounds so silly as i sit here now but when I when I messaged and said my Achilles is hurting, I didn't think of doing a calf stretch. I didn't think about stretching it out. I thought it was bruised. I thought you know the shoe was rubbing on it. I thought that was the pain, and I think that's why I was getting so worked up because I was like I can't overcome this. Turns out you know every five miles I'd stop and stretch it, and then that only lasted another 10, 10 miles, ten fifteen miles, and then I never never felt it again, and it just disappeared. And it, you know that was just incredible, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so we were, you know, you were, we, we, you plan ahead of time and you were, you were great with figuring everything out. You had, you had Rich, your, your, your star, uh, uh, crew ready to go. He knows the drill. You had everything planned out. And then, I mean, I, I, I was excited for you. I could tell you were excited just to get the, you put all this training in and man, you know, like, let's go, let's do this mm. thing. And so, Talk, talk us through a little bit, you know, you're at the starting line and, and I, I started telling, this is me. When I start a race, the first couple miles, I always go out too fast. And so I always give kind of, uh, I do this. So I do that myself. And then after, when I see like mile two tick, I do a check-in and I'm like, okay, it's time to settle in. It's time to settle down. And then let's, let's, you know, let's find my pace, you know, cause it kind of lets you get the jitters out if you go out a little too fast. I mean, I try not to, I don't sprint out of the, you know, and so, you know, I think I probably told you the same thing. Cause I started trying to like, look, just go out. You're going to go out too fast. It's probably going to happen, but then do it. Then check in, check in with yourself. Yeah. Well, it was, <laughs> yeah. It, so how, how did, how did it pan out? So, so the start was funny. So felt really calm on the start. It was good. Um, I'd done some training with a, with another guy, Ed, and he he was on the start line. So we we knew we were going to share some miles because we we'd all shared some miles in training. So we knew that we we certainly knew we'd we'd stick together for a bit just because we're a similar sort of thing. And anyway, you know, Reese counts down. You know, we all go, and within a quarter of a mile, we knew I knew we were going too quick. I said to Ed, I was like, these guys are sprinting, and I was like, I'm dropping back. And because they were going the extreme of a sprint, I think I went the other yeah. way. And instead of you know, I, I think I dropped it right back to like a sort of 
10 minute mile because I was like, they're going so quick. And, um, yeah, you know, I, I was comfortable knowing again from the canal race, the experience mm-hmm. and listen to you and listen to this podcast is, you know, it's 200 miles, such a long way. Like I was like, I'm just going to let this pan out. And I just dropped right back and, you know, Ed stuck with me. We did the yeah. same. And we, we just took the pace right off. You know, the first couple of miles, there was some small climbs and we just walked them from the off. And we could have probably jogged them, but we just walked yeah. them and then, you know, jogged the flat and really just got into that groove early on. Um, you know, yeah. we, we were still, I don't know where we were sitting, probably, I think it was 55 on the start line and we we're probably middle of the pack, something like that. And it was just comfortable, you know, just chatting the miles away and, and just just in, just taking yeah. it in and enjoying it. And yeah, that it, it was good. The, 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 the first... Um, the first section went really well in hindsight and the advice to anyone is that I wish I had enjoyed that first bit a little bit more because I was in my head I wanted to get to the first checkpoint because I was like you know get going with it you know the first checkpoint was at 30 yeah, miles yeah. and I was like once I see that I feel like the race will have started in, in a weird sense because yeah. I'd have gone through the first one you know done the refills done all tested all that and then gone again I'd be like that's when it'll really start for me because that's how I feel like, oh, you know, the first 30 miles is just sort of, you know, it's just a marathon, but I, I should have took that in more. <laughs> I should have took that in more. Yeah. But yeah, it was good. It, it went really smoothly. We we were just chatting, met up with a couple of other, a couple of other guys and, and, and shared some miles, um, having a laugh really for the, for the first bit. Um, and then we rocked up to the first checkpoint and um, we were, plat- you know, we were hoping to stay together. We'd already, we'd already, there's four of us running and two of us had poles out because we couldn't get them stored properly. And the other two had got their poles in the first checkpoint. So we called ourselves, what would we call ourselves? Four guys, four poles, because there was four poles between us <laughs> and there was four guys and we're running and we're, and we're like, we'll get to the first checkpoint and then we'll be four guys, eight poles and we're all going to rock on. But <laughs> I, I, I rocked in, um, ate some proper food. I mentioned earlier that, you know, I've really tried to, to sort of change how I eat. So I had some, it was cold, but cold chili and rice and that, that Rich had in, in the cool box and ate, ate a, a decent amount of that, you know, re-body glided, made sure I was all, all sorted, had no issues, but just sort of did the admin again. And then I was ready to go and the other three weren't. So I said to Rich, I said, I'm just going to go because I feel good. You know, I don't want to burn time. And yeah. unfortunately, I never got to share miles with those guys again because just just how it happens that, that we didn't we didn't catch up again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then I then I kicked on and um, yeah, it went well. The first night, though, we, we the weather was really bad. Um, visibility was 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 awful. You couldn't have your head torch on too much because it was too foggy. So if you had your head torch on, oh, you wow. just couldn't see anything. So you had to have it on dim. Um, oh, man. It was raining, obviously wet, wind, top of the mountain. <laughs> it was it was pretty rough the first night. Um, yeah, but really, the, the rain then stuck for, for sort of into the second day until it cleared up. So a lot of us uh, really struggled with feet, and it was something that, that I certainly struggled with as well. Something I've learned a lot of lessons from that Um I've trained a lot, done a lot of miles, but probably not that much in the wet. <laughs> just, just how it turns out, and um, yeah, yeah, a lot of lessons learned. Um, I, I sort of ended up getting like trench foot. I don't know if you, you know, you've had it or you've had similar where your foot's just so sort of saturated with water, it's really painful. Yeah, I haven't haven't had it bad, but I've I've seen it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So so yeah, that 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 was some some something to deal with, but. Other, otherwise like energy wise and everything 
you know, I said, I said, although I don't write the plan down, I just stick to, to, to the admin. I sort of had, I don't know what that, I can have a look at my phone. I had 10 rules that I said to Rich that we'd go through at every, every checkpoint. Let me see if I can pull them up real, real quick. Yeah. Yeah. Pull that up. I want, I want, I want, because I, want I said, <laughs> I said to him, whatever happens, um, these are the things that I want you to remind me of when I roll into a checkpoint. Um, Oh yeah, read it. Yeah. So it's nine. So it was number one. No. I wrote calm energy. We have time. I said, no matter how I come in, remind me that I'm not in a rush because I said, I'll get caught up in the heat nice. of the moment. I said, I need to be like calm because otherwise I'll, I'll make a mistake and I'll forget something. So I said, like, we both need to yeah. be calm rolling in. Number two was eat something. I said, every time I need to be eating something. If I'm not eating, like I can't leave until I've eaten something. Yeah. Um, refill water and the fluids refill a thousand calories so the the race rules are that you always carry a thousand calories when you when you leave a checkpoint so i kept that it yeah. kept that going on um check chafing so just a mindfulness check of, of you saw anywhere to, to keep on top of that check blisters and i'm fit. glad you didn't get rich to check for your chafing. yeah i didn't uh maybe next time <laughs> eh? um <laughs> yeah. rich is like i'm not crewing it'll be hard out um yeah then uh, check blisters and feet, um, which became more apparent. I think that was number six on the list. I think that soon became number one. Um, yeah, yeah. Torch and lighting, because obviously it was mandatory to carry a torch at all times. So I had the had like a a, a loom a four inch lumen head torch on me at all times, just so that I was always uh, sort of compliant. But my main waist yeah. light, I would give to rich to charge to make sure that i have that as well yeah. at night so it was just a question of yeah. you know do i need a torch are you going to make the next checkpoint without a torch uh phone battery yeah. and then watch watch battery so they were the sort of nine things that yeah. i'd run through and that kept me in good check it was just just to go in and just make sure sure that was done every time yeah how um and i'm trying to remember how often were you meeting up with him was it around every 30 miles or so i know there was i think there were some that were closer yeah no so the checkpoints the uh, the checkpoints ended up being sort of twenty five miles. So the first one was thirty, and then they, then they're a bit less. So it was sort of okay. average at twenty five. Rich was trying to intercept some points in between. Um, so I was probably yeah. lucky. I saw every ten to thirteen miles, something like that. It's okay. um, good. It was very varied. So at the start, I, I saw him at thirty miles. I then saw him in between. So I think I saw him say at forty, and then I saw him at fifty. Um, but then there were some sections where he just couldn't get there. So it was at the next aid station. So it was 25 miles. I think there was, there was two sections yeah. where in the middle of the night where it's like quite big jumps. Um, and then near the end, because then you were getting to more like towns and villages headed cause you, you, you start, it went from Chepstow, um, to sort of like Swansea Wormshead it was called, but it ends near the coast. So obviously coast coastal villages paths roads it was easy for him to get there so then yeah. near the end he was sort of he was available every five or six miles but we didn't stop really like i think with yeah. with sort of 13 miles to go i just said you get to the finish line i just need to get my head down and get this done um but yeah so yeah, he, yeah. he was there he was there when i needed him really that's good yeah because you know if you, uh, it's it's very good to have the crew available however you can you can burn a lot of time that you don't need uh, to burn, you know, if you meet them every every few miles, so yeah, you got to be smart with that. Yeah, I think, and I think you've got to be headstrong if you have got your own crew that can meet you. That you need to be very strict on time, 
as hard as it is, you know, like you've got to be strict on, I- I'm going, you know, I'm leaving the comfort of this man and, and this food. I've, I've, got, I've got to go. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. you know, when it's the middle of the night and it's raining, obviously that's hard. But yeah, you've got to be strict on that. And, and if, you, if you're going to try and push for the time or, or push for it anyway. But, you know, it was it was so valuable having him. There was there was a couple of points where I was really struggling, like tiredness wise. And I actually phoned him and I was like, I've got to keep talking because I'm going to fall asleep. Like it was bad. I was, I was really bad. And then he actually managed to intercept me. And he was like, I know where you are. I'm going to meet you at the end. There's a little village. I'll meet you in the village. And so I only had to go a mile. And then uh, I managed to, to, to put my head down in the back of the van. Um, so, yeah, nice. it's good. How long did you uh, end up sleeping? So over the, oh, so the, what did it take me? 76 hours that it took me to, to run it. I think that's right, isn't it? And um, yeah. And um, 7637. Yeah, yep. 7637. <laughs> and um, I slept for a total of two and a half hours. Okay. So, yeah, not a lot. Not bad. Yeah, not not a lot. I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The longest stint was was an hour, and then and then the rest were was short short naps. So, um, I'll share this because you know I was I was really trying to find information on sleep, and so this is valuable for anyone wanting to do it. What I found really helpful was, um, you know, the short 15, 20 minute naps. And what I was doing is I was first of all, you know, I'd get all my stuff ready to go first before I'd put my head down. So refill the bottles, get all that sorted, know where I was, eat something. And then I was having um, like a coffee, like a black coffee, having that and then going to sleep. So then I'm setting a timer for 15 minutes or I tell, tell Rich to wake me up in 15 minutes. And then don't get me wrong, it's not a miracle when you've been when awake for 24 hours, but you don't expect to feel like you've had eight hours sleep. But you'd wake up and, you know, you'd yeah. be somewhat refreshed. The coffee 15 minutes later is starting to kick in. Um, the biggest thing for, for me where we were was temperature. I'd wake up really cold, even though I'd wrap myself up to go to sleep inside the van. I'd wake up really cold. Um, so that's why it was important to, to get everything ready, because then once I woke up, it was a case of pack on, coat on, go you know, get moving, just just start yeah. walking. And then, you know, half a mile later, you, you're warm and you, you're good again. Um, so I think for the short short naps, that, that was really helpful. Um, and then later on, I think it was, it was around 100 and, 120 miles in. I was feeling good, but I said, I knew there was a long section coming up where, where Rich couldn't intercept. And I knew it was a, like a, yeah. a very hilly section. So I um, decided that I was going to sleep for an hour. So I said to him, mm-hmm. if you could try and find me a burger of some sort, you'd be a lifesaver. And um, he was like, I don't think I'll be able to do anything, but we'll see what happens. I was like, don't worry if not, there's, there's enough food in the van. I'll eat something, yeah. I'll sleep for an hour. Yeah. And then, then I met him and he said, oh, are you hungry? And I said, no, but I'm going to sleep for an hour. So um, I'll, uh, I'll, eat, I'll eat something. And he just pulled out uh, the brown McDonald's bag. And that bag, like, I, I, <laughs> I swear it was glowing. It was like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> and I opened it up and it had it had four burgers and two chips and he was like eat what you want leave what you want don't worry there's options so I, I had a Big Mac burger did I have a Big Mac burger? Nice. no I didn't I had a quarter pound of burger and a cheeseburger and a portion of chips and um, and then I slept like a baby for an hour it was so good it was so good you went into a coma for an hour yeah <laughs> oh, it was incredible but you know you gave me that tip when we when we were talking about you know Really, it's easy to eat because it's tasty. You know, carbohydrates, fat, 
you know it's it's protein like it's got every you know it's not the best thing ever but you know for this sort of thing it it was just (laughs) it was just great um and it just perked your mood up as well you know it's just like i sat in the sat in the back of the van eating my mcdonald's like a happy little child you know i was was great (laughs) that's good it's good yeah so uh one of the things that we talked about before like one of your strengths and and you alluded to it is that you you were able to stay pretty you're able to stay strong and consistent. And that's why, you know, like uh, you weren't too concerned with going out too fast in the beginning because you know that you can just keep, keep moving, keep moving, keep moving. And that's what you did, man. You just, you just kept moving forward and it was fun watching the dots, you know, when you went from fifth to fourth and, you know, it was like, all right, you know, here we go. And um, because at that point, everybody's pretty, pretty spent and tired. And uh, you just, you just, you know, you kept moving. I mean, you were very consistent. Yeah, I, I enjoy that sort of. I, I do well. I do well at, the, at the, hanging out in the pain cave, or for whatever that reason is. I don't know why that is, but just yeah. that, just that when it get when it gets tough, I'm just good at just knowing that I've got to keep moving forward. You know, I, I wrote on Instagram before, and I did think, oh, was that a mistake? But I put failure is not an option, and and you know. I just knew that going into this, I just knew that I'd finish it because I just knew that I'd keep moving forward yeah. no, no matter what happened. Yeah. Um, and I think, it's you know, again, not having the strict plan, you know, I think it's so good that you can just run how you feel or, you know, march if you can't run. But on the, on one of the mornings, I think it was the Friday, so it was, it was like the last full day, the sun came out, you know, after everything we'd been through, the sun was now out, you know, I stripped all my waterproofs off and, you know, I was lit. I think you'd have seen the messages and the, and the videos that I was sending, but I was like, look, I said about enjoying it and making sure you're fit enough to enjoy it. I enjoyed that day. That day was like a training run. You know, it was just, it was just nice. in the elements, yeah. you know, the sun was out. I, um, I said to Rich and I, I later put it in the chat, but I said to Rich a little bit before I put it in the chat, I was like, where am I? And he said, Oh, you're fifth. And I was like, I'm go, I'm going to go for fourth. I'm going to, I'm going to go for fourth. Yeah. Like I knew first, second yeah. and third were, were, were gone. Like those guys had had, had really strong days and, and they had powered ahead. So I, you know, I was realistic, but fourth was, was only a little bit ahead of me. So I was like, that's what I'm going to go for. And, you know, within sort of two hours of saying that I had, um, you know, got in front of him and then, and then I was just playing games with, with myself about pulling the lead and making sure that I could, could maintain it that's good like david goggin says take taking souls you using you know using that to to help push you and propel you i remember when you put that in there like i'm going for fourth i was like all right he's he's in the game he's he's in there he's pushing he's still you know he's he's got a good head if he's doing that yeah not i'm just trying to survive (laughs) no and 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 that's the thing about about ultras and and again people listening is is you go through the through the emotion but it's why you've got to keep going and it because if you you look at like the i suppose it was probably 95 miles i voice clipped you and said you know i'm in a lot of pain and then you know 50 miles on from that i'm having the best day i'm in zero pain um you know i i put you know i'd put my sun cream on i'd put my lube on shades were on hat was on i was i was cruising and i was having the the, you know the time of my life i was literally just enjoying it so much um Reese, you know, I said about Reese phone. Reese phones me, and the first thing I was like, "Oh, I've gone wrong. I've gone off track." And I phone me. <laughs> yeah, what's up? So I said to him, "I said, how are you going?" And he was like, "What do you mean? How am I going? How are you going?" And I was like, "No, I'm, I'm fine. Is everything all right?" And he's like, "Yeah, I'm just seeing if you're all right." And and 
I say about Reese being a, a different level of, of race director. He does so, so many of these races himself. He, you know, he understands mm-hmm. what you're going through. He checks in with you, you know, prior and during, make sure you're you're in a good place. And you know, it's just fantastic, fantastic support from the event. It was just amazing. Yeah, he's a good dude. So, so we, so we just, you know, you, everything's real positive. You're having a great time now. I have to have my out you a little bit because I recall seeing uh, right toward the end, you were like, "What's this mud? What's oh, this sand? Oh, yeah. I'm gonna have words with Reese." Oh yeah, don't get me wrong. <laughs> so, so yeah, that day was positive, and then we went into the night, yeah. and the night was yeah. the night was tough. I I lost two hours doing two miles i was in a field and i could oh, not man. find my way yeah. out of this field i had a head torch on i could uh, everywhere i was i just couldn't find it i just couldn't find the exit of this field and um yeah i lost so much time and i was in a bad headspace then i wasn't as positive as i'd like to yeah. be it mainly the, the positivity <laughs> went when i um I touched an electric fence uh <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, it was raining again. I'm wet again. And I've just hit an electric fence. And I was like, ah, went straight through me. And I was just like, this is not what you want. Uh, you mean it didn't energize you, man? I, <laughs> it, it definitely didn't. So, um, yeah, that, that, that's, that last night was, was definitely tough, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. I was, you know, near the end, I was definitely getting to the point, the last checkpoint. I remember saying to Rich, like, I knew he was tired. He'd crewed me solo. I was conscious of yeah, yeah. conscious of that. And I, I said, like, we need to get this done now. Like, I'm done. You're done. We yeah, just need yeah. to get this done. And um, let's get done. Just get done. <laughs> but you know, I, I, I although I had some dark moments, I still try to keep it positive in the checkpoints. You know, yeah. the, the last checkpoint, oh, yeah. I've actually, you know, connected with them on Instagram, the, the people crewing it, and you know, we got on really well. We were having a laugh. You know, they were laughing at me trying to pop my blisters, and uh, because you know. <laughs> that far in your blisters just won't pop <laughs> you know you yeah. so uh, i was trying to yeah. pop them and bandage my feet and get my shoes back on and we were having a laugh with it though you know like because you you just got to keep laughing even though your feet might hurt you just got to yeah. keep laughing about it and and trying to trying to move yeah. forward um and and then yeah i i just yeah I, I got on with it but yeah i was moaning about the last bit because my feet was just so sore and and the terrain was just relentless um opposed to to other races everything was different like you'd go through a section that was mud and then the mud would clear up and then it'd be rocky and then the rock would clear up and then you just you know you you just there was just no break and then right at the end yeah it was just sand and i was just like (laughs) what we're running on sand and i already knew my feet were in a mess um (laughs) and i think i think I've, i've learned from that is i think and Rich pointed out after he said you thought your feet were worse than they were because they don't give it up. They looked horrific, but they healed really quickly. Yeah. Within two days, they were they were yeah, fine. Yeah. I've learned from that. If I saw my feet like that again, I probably wouldn't panic as much. Whereas I think in, in a yeah, little yeah. bit, I was like, oh god, my feet. I, I'm going to finish this, but my feet are in a bad way. And whereas in right, hindsight, right. they weren't. You know, healed pretty when quickly, they and, yeah. and they were right. But that was definitely playing on my mind for those last sections. So, so how beautiful. How beautiful was that finish line? Oh, it was, do you know, I'll, I'll admit it was emotional. I, I'm not normally, I, I wouldn't say I'm an emotional person really. And I was just, when I got to the finish line, again, I was just even a mile out, I could see it. And I was like, I'm ready to get this done. Like, we're just finishing this now. Let's just get this done. And then like, yeah, uh, what, 
you know, 50 meters out, that was it. You know, the, the emotion just washed over me about what I'd just been through to, to get to that point. And, um, oh, you know, it was, it was crazy. It was, it, it, I can't even describe the emotions. Um, I'm afraid if you want to know what that feels like, you've got to go run 200. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, that's what I'll say about that because yeah. I, I could sit here and try and try and think of the words, but until you've gone through through the highs, the lows, the sleep, the the good moments as well, and that's the thing. It is the, it's yeah. the oh, highs yeah. that make those lows feel even lower because you've just been up. So yeah. it, it's just such a, a roller coaster. Um, but yeah, Reese is known for giving his uh, hugs out at the end of the race, and uh, let me tell you, that hug was was worth it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, and 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 you know, at that moment, all of the training, all of the everything. I mean, it's. I mean, you you'd been training for this for so long and putting all that time and effort and money and all that, and you like it's it's come to fruition. Yeah. And it, it, it's hard to explain because it's just like it's there it is it's i did it you know yeah it's pretty awesome i think like yeah like i said earlier as well the sacrifices you know i promised lucy that after the race was done you know i'd get on with some other stuff and you know you you know ultra running we've had the conversation i've had the run with the conversation with other people it, you know it is a selfish sport you know there's there's no way around it you know yeah. you're pushing you know i do what i can i try and get up at when i'm training i try and get up at four but you know with my commute and my job you know i'm still out of the house for 12 hours so then I get back and I, I'm tired because I've been up from four. I've been out of the house for, for, for sort of 12 hours. Um, you know, you, you're pushing the limits. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it is worth it. You know, when you when you take on these feats and, and you realize what your body's capable of, you know, it, it makes it all worth it. Yeah. Well, man, I, I was so excited, uh, excited for you, you know, to get it done. And just once again, man, just just good job. I mean, you uh, were an example of you put in the work you execute it, you, you know, you, you, you do what you can, you push hard and, and you can achieve it, man. And you held on to that, that fourth place. And, uh, I mean, when you think about it, you haven't been, you haven't done a whole lot of ultra marathons, man. You, you know, you just a few and, and to, to be able to achieve that man, sky's the limit, you know? Uh, so, so with that being said, What's next, man? Uh, this is, I'm Besides a whole list of honeydews yeah. of things you got to do around the house, what's what's after that? So <laughs> there's a few things in the pipeline. Um, backyard ultras really appealed to me um, because I've, I've, I've you know I've done a flat one four five. I've done a yeah. you know mountainous you know just if anyone didn't know wild horse 200 has it had thirty thousand feet of elevation so you know it, it's it's hilly for sure um so i suppose the, the different thing now would be something that's a little bit more mind twisting you know a repetitive loop and i, I think i'm I, like i mentioned i think i'd click quite well into that so i'm interested to see what i could do I so um but yeah. it's, it's just when you know there is one in my phone for two months time but i've not I've not committed to it. Um, it's in there. It might be a. It, I'm going to carry on training if if I'm in a good place, as in you know, not training wise, but you know, in life, and and it fits in. I might book it the yeah. week out and just you know, it's a backyard ultra again. It, it makes it yeah. easier. You can I'm, if I do it, I'll turn up with a box of things and and just and just do it. So yeah. whether I do that one or another one, that's definitely on the cards. Um, you know that's you know let me tell you that wasn't my my last 200 there's going to be more um nice. you, you can't nice. i think once you've done one you, you need to you need to go back and do it do another but i don't know what that looks like um yeah and then how it's going to plan out i've got lots of ideas um 
whether it be next year again, we said having a season off, it, it might be that I have next year off and, and try and, you know, of big things and, and, and just sort of keep in it next year and maybe do another big effort the year after or something. Because yeah. like like you mentioned, it's, it's, it's everything. It's financial as well as time and, and you know, it's making sure you put, put things in the right order. Uh, yeah, I'd love to uh, to to carry on running running these every year, but yeah, got to make sure everything else is, is balanced out as well. So we'll see. That's very wise. And make sure your your life is balanced and everything's in order. I would love to see you go all out on a, you know, on one of the backyard ultras, uh, like with a full training, because you are mentally strong and you have that push. I would love to see, I would love to see that at some point, you know, whether you, you know, this one, you know, even if you just go in to see what it's like and, and, and give it a, you know, give it a whirl, but boy, I, yeah, it, it'd be fun to see how well you did on that. Yeah. I'd love to see it. I'll let you know. I'll let you guys know if, uh, if, what, okay. what goes all on right, there, but right. yeah, that, that, that's definitely on the cards. Backyard ultra uh, is definitely going to happen at, at some point. Yeah. Matt, man, it was a privilege, man. Thank you for trusting me with your training for this, man. It was fun. And uh, I just, it, it really was a privilege to to be able to do it, to be able to help you out with it. And so, so thank you for trusting me. I really appreciate that. Well, like, you know, likewise, I, I can't, you know, thank you enough. You, you know, at the end of the day, first 200 miler to, to place four, you know, is unbelievable. And, you know, you, you don't do that without the training, you know. Yes, I put the time in, but the training, uh, the training plan certainly pushed me and, and put me to a to a new level, really. So yeah, I, you know, likewise, thanks, mate. Yeah, well, you made, made me proud, and I, I'm a fan, and I'll be I'll be watching, you know, watching all the the fun things you do, and and thanks for coming on the podcast and sharing the story. You and I, since the 200, you know, we. Ch- texted a little bit but i didn't get to hear all about the race a whole lot and so it was good to be able to do it in this format so we could kind of share it with the rest of the world yeah no it's been really good and you know from from training for that first ultra i've been listening to this podcast so it's a bit bizarre now to think that i'm gonna be on it so it's weird um when i was training for that 70 mile you know i first heard about ultras and started getting into them i found your podcast so yeah to now be sort of two three years on and, and be on it is is a strange experience but yeah it's been great i really appreciate you having me on hey man you you earned it brother <laughs> so so you well, you gotta do a 200 to get on it <laughs> yeah well i don't know about all that <laughs> yeah. oh, no man but it's it's good it's good and we're gonna keep in touch and i've got to get to a softball game and i'm sure it over there it's uh it's nighttime so you got to go uh, spend some time with the missus for, for bedtime yeah exactly that yeah so uh i'll uh i'll, I'll shoot <laughs> off and i'll let you get off as well so appreciate your time thank you brother talk to you soon okay, speak soon